And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. John 16, it reads, These things have I spoken unto you. This is Jesus. Let me put this in context. This is Jesus. Praise the Lord, talking to his disciples. He's spoken to them in chapters 14, chapters 15, and this is the last verse in chapters in chapter 16. And he's saying, I told you a lot of things, starting from verse 14. And the things I told you, amen, is so that you may have peace. But it appears that their face were not looking like they were peaceful. Let me say that again. The Bible says, Jesus said to them, I've told you these things so you can experience shalom. Amen. I told you what's coming down the road. Praise the Lord. And so I thought you would be looking like you are peaceful, but you are not. And so he said, in the world, you will have what? Tribulation. You will have tribulation. You shall have tribulation. Shall means future. Amen. It's uh, for those of us who have not experienced tribulation. Keep on living. It's coming. The Bible says, all those who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Amen? Praise the Lord. It's not something that we look forward to, but because we live in a fallen world, it does happen. Amen? And so we shouldn't be surprised. Jesus said, you shall have tribulation. I think one of the places he said, because they hate me, they will hate you. It comes with the territory. Amen. If you move from darkness to the, com the Christian community, the devil is going to come for you. But you have resources. <laughs> That's why I said this morning, it is time to advance the gospel. It is time to advance the good news. The world is looking for good news. As I said earlier on, a dark cloud has descended on the world. And it's still, it is still where it is last year are you with me that dark cloud is still there but i tell you the bible says that we are still more than conquerors we are still overcomers amen glory be to god i got i challenge you open your mouth and start speaking god's word start speaking god's word in your situation your life your friends amen start speaking god's word with respect to your future and a way will be made Praise the Lord. I think it's Proverbs chapter 18 verse 20, 24 of verse 20 says, Death and life lies in the, the power of the tongue. How many of you believe that? How many believe that you can release a word from a heart full of faith and see it come to pass? You can release a word, but it has to be the word of God. Because God only honors his word. So it has to be God's word. You speak God's word over your children. Speak God's word over your life. Over your finances. Amen. Over your body. For your health. That's why I said since it is time to advance the gospel. Now it's not time to back down and keep talking about what's, keep rehearsing what is said on television. Now it's time for us to counteract what's been said with the word of God. Now it's time, if, 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 if you were here, if you've been here with us for the last few Wednesdays, we've been talking about uh, the return of Christ in the book, from the book of Revelation. And you will see that as the Antichrist unleashes his venom, at the same time he's unleashing his venom, there's going to be the greatest revival ever. <laughs> I'm talking about the greatest revival ever. 
I'm inviting you. I'm imploring you to let's start the revival now. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let us start the revival now. Since let me share with you. Whenever, if you look at history, whenever there is a dark cloud, after the dark cloud, there is always a silver lining. After the dark cloud, there is always an opportunity. But you got to be looking for it. You've got to be prepared for it. Are you with me, saints? It doesn't just overtake you like a fog. Oh, bless God. Hallelujah. So, so, so Jesus said, Jesus said, in the world, he said what? In the world, you're going to have tribulation. In the world, you're going to have, but he said what? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the the world and we say, we use that verse to segue from uh into second timothy chapter 3 verse 1 you remember second timothy chapter 3 verse 1 this is the verse we've been dealing with the bible says know this that in the last days perilous times shall come amen perilous times shall come we'll look i'm going to look in a while we're going to review an account where the church received its first persecution jesus had told them it was coming and we're going to look at an account where the church of Jesus Christ received its first wave of persecution. But I tell you, since they were still victorious. Amen. They were still victorious. And so the Bible says here in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. In the last days. Are we in the last days? In the last days, fierce and difficult times. That's what the word perilous means. Shall come. But as Jesus said in John 16 to 33. He said, look, it's going to be all right. I think there is a song that goes, keep smiling, knowing. Yeah, count on me. Thank you. Keep smiling. <laughs> Thank you so much. I kept, I kept saying, keep smiling, knowing that you can always count on Jesus. For sure. That's what Jesus is there for. I know the song says that's what friends are there for. But the Bible said Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So I say, keep smiling. Knowing that you can always count on Jesus. For sure. That's what Jesus is there for. <laughs> I, see, I, I see some of you start smiling. I go way back there. Keep smiling. Knowing that you. Be, Jesus said be of good cheer. Keep smiling. It's going to be all right. Amen. It's going to be all right. One of the reasons why it's going to be all right, saints, is because we are empowered with the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't you let the devil come backing you down. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Don't you let him come with, the, with his thoughts telling you about your past. Tell him who you are and tell him about his future. Tell him that he's a loser. He's a liar. And I am the temple of the Most High God. I got something going on with God. Yes, it may be dark out there. Yes, it may be dark out there. Yes, it may be challenging out there. Yes, it may be difficult out there. But I have a command from Jesus that is to be of good cheer. Amen. That is to relax. Amen. I think it's called chillax. Yeah. Yes. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Since I tell you, we have reason. We have reason to be always smiling. How many of you agree with that? We have reason to be always smiling because God is with us. God is for us. Amen. Hallelujah. We have a promise from God that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Isn't that a blessing? He said, Lord, I'm with you always, even unto the end. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 
praise the Lord and I tell you you look at the television you look at the news the end is coming the end is coming since I tell you there's a lot of pain out there there's a lot of pain I was listening to the news this past week just clips of it amen and there is a lot of pain out there and the people out there do not know a day is coming there is a day coming a day full of pain hmm and if you and I, I thank God that we won't be here but people out there need to know that a day of pain is coming are you with me saints a day of pain is coming you if you as i said if you're with us on wednesday on wednesday evening you will see what is coming it's unbearable and so you and i we have a responsibility to share the gospel as i said this the topic of this sermon is it is time to advance the gospel people out there need good news are you with me saints people out there need good news and i'm not saying that you don't tell people the truth you tell people the truth, but the Bible says, tell the truth in love. Ephesians chapter 4. Be resolute and not bow down in telling the truth, but tell the truth in love. Amen? Because people need the Lord. Oh yeah, people need the Lord. And they don't even realize that. Amen? So we do have a responsibility to, and you know, I always say that. I'm not, um, I'm not a pessimist. I'm not... I'm not a bearer of bad news sins, but I have a responsibility to communicate to you the gospel. Amen. And if Jesus said, you're going to have tribulation, who am I to say you're not? Amen. He said, so what we have to do now is be prepared for it when it comes. That's, that's, that's why I'm spending, I've spent the last month trying to, that's what I've spent the last month trying to say. It's time to get ready and be prepared. Amen. Peter said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. First Peter 4.12. Peter said, Don't think it's something strange. This fiery trial, the devil will come. Amen. He will come and try to take your voice. He will come and try to take your praise. He will come and try to take your testimony. He will come. He will use false prophets. He will use false prophetesses. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus Are you get what I'm saying he will use all manner of discouragement but you have to set your face like a flint are you get what I'm saying you got to be serious when I come to church I'm coming for the Lord I'm coming for nobody else praise the Lord I come to worship God yes I'll fellowship with the brethren that's all right but I am here for God and if not since you'll get distracted I was talking with Evangelist Lenora this week and we were just talking about the challenges of life. And I said to her, Evangelist, I told her, this is what has sustained me as a, as, you know, as a child of God. I love, I love to be around Christians. I love the saints, but my expectation is from the Lord. <laughs> yes, my expectation is from the Lord. And if God has to bless me, I know he has to touch one of your hearts to bless me but i'm not looking at you all the time my eye is on the lord because his eye is on the sparrow and i know he watches over me therefore i have no expectation laterally my expectation comes vertically that is why i'm not so easily discouraged my wife asked me my wife asked me she touched me she said are you human i said 120 percent human 
But I've made up my mind. You see, I tried friends before. I had a good buddy. Let me move on. Let me move on here. Let me move on here. I mean, Jesus is my buddy. Oh, <laughs> oh bless God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Bless God. He has to touch your heart to help me. Because the Bible says your heart is in his hands like the rivers of water. Ah, glory be to Jesus. And so, I have a responsibility to treat you nice. And expect God to use you, amen? Oh, hallelujah. To be a blessing to his kingdom. Isn't that a blessing? You'll be safe from heartache and disappointment. Be able to love people easily. Hallelujah. Isn't that a blessing? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the Bible says in the world, Jesus said, can you go back to our text? John 16, 33. I didn't deal with it as I want to, but I want to, I want to finish, finish up. The Bible says in the world, and of course we're, as we are the church, we're in the world. Amen? But you know, in the church, we should do better. Let me say that again. In the church, we should do better. Amen? We should do better. We have to look out for one another. Amen? Some of us are some of us are more mature than others, but we still have to uh, stretch a hand, amen, and pull one another up. Is that all right? Pull one another up. And when we say that sometimes, we are not saying that we got to enable everybody. Amen. If I give you a hand to come up, stay up. Don't go back down and expect me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> are you getting Why don't you just stay up? I mean, I got to come down every time. Anyhow, let me <laughs> praise the Lord. You do you know why? When, do you know I've been studying apart from my sermon series? I've been studying the book of Hebrews so hard, and this is what the book of Hebrews said. This is why I want to stir it. Since the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that you and I should have no sin consciousness. That's a level to reach. I've been studying this. I think that should be our next series. But the Bible says we should be at a point where we have no sin consciousness. You have no sin consciousness. You don't even think about sins. It doesn't mean that we are not sinful. But you are at a point where your mind is full of God and not of yourself. You've been delivered from yourself. When I've been studying this, I'm saying, Lord, help us reach there. No sin consciousness. <laughs> oh, that's why I want us to reach. Men, when we reach that level, we can, we can start moving and shaking some things. Because it's not about us. We've been delivered from ourselves. The hardest person to be delivered from is, 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 is ourselves. Not the devil. No, no, no. No, not the devil. We got one word for the devil in the name of Jesus. And that's it. The problem is the programming for all these years. The programming. All these years. The Bible says you got to renew your mind. Get rid of that. Hallelujah. Sorry for. I don't mean to be moving back and forth. But, but I've been studying this. And I, I, I kept praying. Keep praying for us. That we get to that point. We are no longer concerned about sin. Amen. No longer conscious of sin. That's a blessing. 
Lord, I give you praise. Jesus said, but, we look at the word but, and we said the word but is a word that cancels everything, every statement before it, and it places the emphasis on what it says after it. Amen? And the phrase that came after it is be of good cheer. Tell your neighbor, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Tell, I'm happy, I'm going to stay happy. I'm going to stay happy. Amen? Because I got a command from God to be cheerful. Amen? Don't let anybody take your smile from you. Don't let anybody take your smile from you. Praise the Lord. I told somebody last week, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. Praise the Lord. It is not that serious. Glory be to God. We Christians have to learn to take a licking and keep on ticking. <laughs> yeah, take a licking and keep on, just keep on moving like Jesus. Amen. Because we know... One commentator said the Christian race is the only race that starts at the finish end. At the finishing, at the finishing point. Finishing line. He said the Christian race, and I'll explain it to you in a while, is the only race that starts at the finishing line. Because we fight from victory. We don't fight for victory. Well, it's it. We are fighting from Jesus Christ, from victory, and he's overcome, he's a conqueror, so we are not fighting to conquer, we are the conquered whom the devil is fighting against. <laughs> oh, bless God. So, so, so when the Bible tells you, you know, be cheerful, it, it is all of these commands are to keep you in the place where you are conqueror. Is, is, this is so you will not move from the position of the conqueror. Because if you move, then you'll be conquered. <laughs> I'm saying this because Jesus said in the world, you're going to have persecution and trials. You got to know when they come, brothers and sisters, you are still a conqueror. It doesn't matter what's going on in your body. You are still a conqueror. Amen. It doesn't matter what the future looks like. You are still a conqueror. Based, what? Based on what God's word says. Amen. Based on what God's word says. Oh, hallelujah. So we fight from victory. We are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from a position of victory. If Jesus said, Jesus said, he said, Acts, you don't have to turn there. Acts chapter 17 verse 5. It says, in him we live, we move, and have our being. In Jesus, right? We live, move, and, well, well. If we move, live, and have obeyed in Jesus, and then Jesus has overcome the world, we are overcomers. We are conquerors. Are you getting what I'm saying? So all, this, so all the information that's given to us, and that's what I boil it down, I have distilled it down to. I have distilled it down to that. We are fighting from victory, and all the pressures are coming to take us out of that position so we can be conquered. So we won't remain conquerors. And what we have to do is ensure we remain in that position. Positionally, I've heard a lot of ministers say that, but I'm going to say it positionally, amen, we are in the spirit. We are where? In the spirit. But in practice, we're on earth. In actuality, we're on earth. But in Christ, positionally, we are in the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? In Christ, we are in the spirit. That's why Ephesians chapter 1, you don't, don't turn there, says that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Amen. But these promises are in the spirit. Second Peter 1, 3, sorry. But these promises are given to us in heavenly places, in the spirit. 
These promises are given to us where? In heavenly places. And in heavenly places mean in the spirit. Amen. That's where you and I are supposed to live. All the information given to us in the Bible is for us to stay in the spirit. So we can escape the corruption that's in the world. That's what God is trying to get us to do. All the Bible all is just information for us to stay in Jesus. Stay in there. So when, perse when persecution come, you stay in there. When trials come, you stay in there. Oh, bless God. Let me move on since. Let's look at the first. Let's review the first account which, uh, which records the, the church's first persecution. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Amen. Acts chapter 8 verse 1 to 4. Let me read it rather quickly. This is the account that records the first general persecution of the church. It reads, Acts chapter 8 verse 1. And Saul, because we did say, Jesus said, in the world you're going to have trial and tribulations. Second Timothy 3 1 says, you will have persecution. Let's see what the church did when they were persecuted. Acts chapter 8 verse 1 reads, and Saul was consenting unto his death. At that time, there was a great persecution against the church. We just look at, looked at the word persecution, amen? The Bible says this is the first wave of persecution since the church began. I mean, they've been seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. And when you begin to see miracles, signs, and wonders, the devil is not going to sit down on the sideline and do nothing. No, no, no. As soon as he realizes you begin to grow, he's on your trail. And the Bible says... A great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem and they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except that the apostles everybody ran out of town except for the apostles all the 12 apostles stay in Jerusalem because Jerusalem really needed to be evangelized verse 2 reads and devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation for him Verse 3, and for Saul, he made havoc. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into houses and hauling men and women committed to prison. This is Saul who became the apostle Paul. Paul got letters from the church, from the Pharisees and the Sadducees, letters. He got letters from these monarchs. How many of you thank God for democracy? Thank God for democracy sins. Every time I read the book of Acts, I say, Father, I thank you for democracy. Thank you for three branches of government. Are you getting what I'm saying, sins? Not just one man, a monarch. Not just one man, a one woman. Amen? If a monarch doesn't like you, he put out an order for your death. That's it. Nobody can do anything about it. There is no FBI to investigate anything. How many of you thank God for democracy? <laughs> Oh, glory be to Jesus. Thank God for that. He just, how do you just take a man's head and everybody goes home to sleep? That's what they did to John the Baptist. Herod just lopped off the man's head. A prophet and nobody did anything. That's what happens in a monarchy. When one man or one woman is at rule, there is no accountability. Let me say it again. Thank God for democracy. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is. Amen. So the Bible says here, <laughs> the Bible says here, and here it comes, verse 4, verse 4 is what I want to get into. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching what? The word. the word. Tell your neighbor it's time to advance the gospel. 
it is time to advance. God used the persecution to advance the gospel. The first persecution, the first wave of persecution experienced by the church, God turned it around. The 12 disciples stayed in Jerusalem, 12 apostles stayed, everybody else scattered. But guess what the devil didn't realize? When you're on fire, you're going to open up your mouth. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, amen, you're going to start spreading the good news. Amen. And that's what we see happening here. So the Bible says in verse 1, let me go quickly, quickly we read it. Saul was consenting. The word consenting means to agree with. So this is what happened in verse 7, in chapter 7, Paul stood at the feet of everybody's court who murdered Stephen. Paul jumped on his donkey or his horse and he's going home and he's smiling. The word consenting means he agreed to agree to be pleased with. So he's going home, he's saying, he's saying Oh, I'm happy they murdered Stephen. This man was a thorn in my flesh. <laughs> That's what consenting means. He's happy. He agreed with what was going on. And the Bible says, and at that time, thereafter, you know, while he's consenting, going home, agreeing, well, he went to get letters from the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Not only to kill Stephen, but to destroy everybody who were Christians. But God had something for him on his way to Damascus. Are you getting what I'm saying since? That is why we said, that's why I said it's time. It is time to advance the gospel. It is time to advance. The, you have power. That's what I want you to know. Yes, Jesus is saying difficult times, fierce times are ahead. But saints don't remain quiet. That's what I'm saying. Open up your mouth and release God's word. Do, my, do not let the devil harass you. I have decided not to let the devil harass me. I use the name of Jesus everywhere I go. <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. Everywhere I go, in every situation, in every circumstance, I use the name of Jesus. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. So Paul was the one who led the first wave of persecution on the church. Now this is what I want you to notice. Up until then, the church was not persecuted. Only the, only the 12 apostles were the ones persecuted. But the devil turned around and he saw the church growing. He saw people getting saved. He saw the manifestation of the power of God. And he said, I have to stop it. He said, I have to stop it. That's what the devil came to do. To steal, to kill and to destroy progress generally that's what he came to do he'll see you growing your, your faith he'll see you growing in your faith amen and he'll send somebody to distract you that, that's what he does that's his game can, can i can i bring it closer he might use somebody in church to distract you <laughs> he doesn't go from without most of the times most times he uses christians to distract christians Yeah, that's the most effective way. Get them to divide amongst themselves. But you got to be astute to realize what he's doing. And most times you don't realize what we're doing. Amen. And so the Bible says because of the unabated persecution that fell upon the sins. I tell you, everybody took off. Amen. Yes, sins. Listen to me, sins. Yes, there's going to be difficult times coming down the road. Yes, there's going to be challenging times. But I tell you, these are also times of excitement. You get what I'm saying? These are times of excitement. These are the days when the power of God will begin to flow from people. Because God is now eager for his power to be manifested. God is looking to fight back, but he's looking at us to fight back. He has to fight through us. Until the church is taken out, taken out before the seven-year tribulation, we, God fights through us. 
Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? God, and when I say he's fighting through us, we have to. The Bible says in, in James 4, 7, resist. The, can you put up? Can you put? James chapter 4, verse 7. James chapter 4, verse 7. And, you know, I, I listen to a lot of ministers. I listen to a lot of radio programs. And I, I heard somebody I called and say, you know, what is that thing about Christians using the name of Jesus and fighting the devil? And I heard, I was going to call, I heard the preacher said, Oh, don't you worry with them. They cannot fight the devil. I, since I kid you not. I kid you not. And, 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 and so I'm saying, ha, ha, what does the Bible mean by James chapter 4 verse 7? When it says, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist. The suggested subject verb there is you. You resist the devil and he will what? Very simple. You have to say something. You have to put your foot down. He, uh, well, he went on to say, uh, he went on to say, you have to say to the devil, the Lord rebukes you. Because that's what angel, the angel told, uh, that's what angel Gabriel told the devil over when they were fighting over the body of Moses. He said, what you do is tell the devil, the Lord rebukes you. Well, I have some information for him. God didn't die for angels. So they don't have the authority to use the name of Jesus. He died for humans. And humans have the power and the authority to use the name of Jesus. Mark 16, 16 says, in my name. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, in my, he didn't tell that to angels. He said that to human beings. And so what you have is a people listening to that. They become very ap apathetic. And weak and lazy. Are you with me, saints? And so that's why, saints, we have to be we have to be very careful. The Bible tells us very clearly that we have to resist the devil. And if you don't resist the devil, uh, can you go back to verse 15? Verse 15, Mark 16, 15. It says here. Sorry, verse, I mean verse 17, verse 17. Mark chapter 16, verse. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In what? It's right. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall what? Cast out devils. How, how, how do you do? And he was not talking to the, he was not only talking to the apostles. He's talking to Christians, lay people like us. He said, in my name, you shall do what? And so why should you call? Why should a parishioner call and you tell the parishioner? You have to tell the devil the Lord rebukes you like an angel. Think about it. Millions of people across the world listening to that. Millions of people. And so when you find Christians out there who are apathetic and they don't want to fight the devil. I mean they cry for everything. That is why they've been enabled by some of us ministers. But I tell you, Jesus said, you don't back down. To resist is to actively fight against. So when the Bible says resist the devil, he said actively fight against the devil. God is not doing it for you. You have to do it for yourself. Don't ask God to do what he's asked you to do. That's what's going on in Christendom. What God has told us to do, we're asking God to do. Oh, 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 oh. God touched. God didn't say nothing about touching nothing. Are you with me? He said in, in he don't turn there. He said in Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, if two of you on earth are touching anything, then you touch and agree. 
Are you with me? But don't ask Lord to touch. No, the Bible said speak to the mountain. That's what the Christians are not doing. We are not doing that. We are, not, we are saying nothing. Excuse my vernacular. We are saying nothing. Nothing. And the devil is brewing up all kinds of storms. We are saying nothing. Not here today. Not over my child. Not over my job. No, no not, over my, not over my body. In the name of Jesus. Hmm? Quickly, quickly, since let me show you this right here, uh, uh, you know, right here in 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 Joel chapter, in Joel chapter, and in Joel chapter, I think in chapter two, these are the times of which the Holy Spirit said He was going to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. This 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 is the time. These are the days, and I'm not seeing enough of it. I am not seeing enough of it. Are you with me, saints? The Bible's Joel, prophet Joel, said, I think it's in Joel chapter 2, verse 27, verse 20, verse 20, can you go to Joel chapter 2? Joel prophesied about these days. That is why I said it's time to advance the gospel because we've been given the enablement, the power to do so, the wherewithal to do so. We have been given the Holy Ghost. Joel said that it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on whom? And your sons and your daughters shall what? Notice he said sons and daughters. Not only sons. I think the Baptist people should read that. Because they don't believe in women preachers. The Bible says. Your sons and your? Shall do what? It's right here. <laughs> I just wanted to pause. Let that sink in a bit. Your sons and your daughters shall preach. Let me continue here. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Can you go to verse 29? And also upon the servants. Servants and, he, and upon whom the, the handmaids. Right here he's talking about the female servants. Right here. In those days I will pour out my spirit. In those days. These are the days brothers and sisters. These are our days. And it is. Let me tell you how sad it is. Some people are still waiting for the Holy Ghost to be poured out. Let me say that again. Some people are still what? For the Holy Ghost to be poured out. Peter on the day of Pentecost preached. And Peter said what's happening today was prophesied by prophet Joel. That's what Peter said. Peter said in Acts chapter 2, he said, what you see here is not a bunch of drunk men. But what you see here are men and women experiencing what prophet Joel prophesied. Thousands of years ago that God would pour out his spirit on all flesh. So if the Holy Ghost has been poured out 2,000 years ago, why are we singing songs? Send your spirit, Lord. Let me move on here. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus you, you see where the problem is the problem is we don't believe God send his spirit and so we're asking him to send your spirit Lord now, now you hear me I, you know I live in a glass house amen I cannot throw stones but brothers and sisters we have to agree with the Bible if the Bible says the spirit of God came I shouldn't be singing a song a very nice song. Very beautiful song. Not by might. Not by power. By your spirit Lord. Send. So when that part comes I don't sing. I. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Because I believe God. I believe everything in the Bible. Hallelujah. Everything in the Bible. There is another wonderful one that goes, uh, it goes like this. It says, uh, um, you are the fire. I am something. Uh, yeah. And then, it, and then it says, beautiful songs, beautiful songs. But they have an Old Testament mindset twist on them. They don't correlate with the Bible, so you have to be very careful. So it says, um, it, says uh, um, it talks about uh, filled with the Spirit. Yeah, it said, fill me up till I overflow. I want to, I want to run over. I want to run over. Well, well when, when that comes, I sing, I am filled with the holy ghost i'm running all over i'm running that's it i am filled i'm not asking god to do what he did years ago so and, and when you understand death and life lies in the power of your tongue you become so careful as to how you use scripture you don't you are not careless in how you as to how you espouse god's word because this is life and death whether or not it's a joke you're making are you with me, saints? Are you getting what I'm saying? So that is why we have to be so careful. I am so... The Christian life, I began experiencing the manifestation of the power of God in my life when I was not so careless with what was written. No longer I used, used to tell God, Oh God, you know what I mean. People who are careless say that. Instead of going back and correcting what they said, Oh, you know what I mean, God. Yeah, you, 20 years, he knows what you meant. Why not say what he says and see what happens? Let me share this with you, brothers, in these last days. When I talk about uh, when it's time to advance the gospel, I'm saying this because we need the power of God to flow. And we cannot be careless. Are you with me? Let me show you this in the Bible and, 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 and I'll be done. You remember Zerubbabel in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. Zerubbabel was one of the governors who went back to, to Jerusalem. And he was responsible for building the temple. Well, Zerubbabel came back home and he began looking around at the temple. He looked around. He said, my God, we have no resources. We have no influence with the government. We have no friends in Congress. <laughs> Are you with me? He looked around at the people who came back with him and realized that none of them had any kind of money. Are you with me, saints? They had no money. They had no prestige. Amen. And he looked around and then he got overwhelmed with the job he had to do. His job was to rebuild God's temple. Our job is to saturate the world with the power of God. Our job is to advance the gospel. And sometimes like Zerubbabel, we look around and we get overwhelmed. We look at people and their influence and their education. And sometimes we get intimidated. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, you have no, you have no, there is no need to be intimidated. When you've learned to stand, when you've learned to spend time on bended knees before God, he gives you the right perspective of people. And so Zerubbabel, you, you can go, Zerubbabel got overwhelmed, got overwhelmed. And the Bible says God sent Zachariah and told him, it is not by might, <laughs> it's not by power, but it's by my self. The Lord of us, verse 6, it is not by what? 
He said it's not by your, because he's looking around. He's saying, oh my God, how am I going to do that job for God? How many of you have looked around and you get overwhelmed based on what you wanted to do? You've looked around and you said, God, where is it going to come from? What's going to happen? Case in point. Can I give you a little case in point? Can you say case in point? You know, God put it on my heart to make this property look like a church. Let me say it again. Look like a church. The Bible says when King Solomon went to the temple, the queen of Sheba, the visiting king, queen, she came and when she saw the way Solomon went to the house of God and the glory, she just fell out. Somebody caught her. It was so beautiful. She, she just, she, it took her breath away. And the Lord said to me, I need you to make this place start looking like a temple. <laughs> I with me. Guess the first thing I said. I said, God, where is the money coming from? And the Holy Ghost said, it's not by might. <laughs> it's not by power. <laughs> you move forward. I'll provide the resources. Hey, glory be to God. Are you with me, saints? Yes. Are you with me, saints? Not by might. Not by power. But by my spirit, said the Lord. God said, I'll put my spirit beneath your wings. And I'll lift you up and cause you to soar like a butterfly. Uh, are you getting what I'm saying? So in these last days, when God tells us to propel the gospel, don't get overwhelmed. Don't be overwhelmed. If God puts something on your heart to do, don't be overwhelmed. Because it's not by might. If God calls you, he will deputize and provide a way. You don't have to fight and make your own way. In time. In time. Can you tell your neighbor in time? God will take care of you. God will make a way for you. Oh, glory be to Jesus. You just hang in there. He's a good, good, good father. Hallelujah. And so he told Zerubbabel, he said, back then they call him Zer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like, I feel like I know these guys. They all come from, hum <laughs> from humble beginnings, amen. <laughs> Don't have much. They call him, we call him, we call him Zer. So, <laughs> so God, woo, it's sweet, it's good. So God said, Zer, look, I know you have no influence. With people in the city. I know you have no resources of your own. Mm -hmm. I know you have nobody in Congress. No multi-millionaire in the church as yet. <laughs> I got to put the TV at them. <laughs> hey, glory be to God. The manifestation is coming. Hey, Kobo Sadaba. Hey, are you getting what I'm saying? Soon to see the manifestation. Hallelujah. He said, but I want you to know. That's not what I'm looking at. He said, stop looking laterally and put your gaze on what's vertically. <laughs> oh, can you go? Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. I think you got verse 12. It's verse 6. He says, Then answered and spake, then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord. So God is telling Zechariah, who's the prophet, go tell Zerubbabel, not by what? Not by what? But by? Say of whom? 
The word horse here means, it means lot of armies. The one who owns armies. When he say host, I am the God who owns the host of the angels. The host of the stars. The host of the celestial bodies. I own the host of all the lions. I am <laughs> I own all the armies. I own the angels. That's who you look to in these last days. Ah, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let, let, let me show you. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it takes a little time to get revelation of what God is saying. So, so Zer went home. Zer. He went home and he began to meditate on the word of the Lord. That's what we're supposed to do sometimes. Meditate on the word of the Lord. Are you with me, saints? We're supposed to fill our mind with the word of God, but we don't. But here is what Zer did. He went home and he began to meditate. And he said, wait, God said, it's not by might. It's not by power. And Zer said, God was right. He said, it's by the spirit of the Lord. And then he said, Father, I need, you, I need you to help me. I need you to open my mind. Open my eyes. Do to me, do to me what Elisha asked for his servant. Open my eyes. And when God opened up Zerubbabel's eyes, he began to shout. Look at what he said in verse 7. Verse 7. Verse, can you go to verse 7? He said, who are you? <laughs> oh, great mountain. He said, God is for me. I got a revelation of that. What mountain there is that can be in my way? What, what lack there is that can be in my way? He said, what mountain that can stand before Emmanuel? <laughs> hey, glory be to God. You got to tell yourself that sometimes. You got to say, what mountain that can stand before, call your name? Yes. He, he said, he said, before Zerubbabel, you shall become a what? You shall be leveled out. <laughs> Woo. But you see, Zerubbabel said that after he got revelation knowledge from the Lord. Since I'm here to tell you, in these last days, you got to look at every mountain. You got to look at every challenge. You got to look at every, are you getting me? Everything the devil is sending your way. You need to look at it and say, what mountain is it that can stand? And since I need you to memorize this verse, this verse that saved my life, Romans chapter 8. I think it's verse, verse 37. It says, he who spared not his son. Sorry, verse 34. I'm sorry about that. He who spared not his son. No. But 
will deliver them for us all. In Romans chapter 8, look at it. It starts with he who spared not his son. Look at the 20s, I think. Oh, bless God. You got it? He who spared not his son, but delivered him up for us all. How will he not with him also freely give us all things? You got it? You got it? I know. I thought it was 30 for God. I chose the wrong verse. 32. 832. You got it? This is your verse God telling me to give you for those of us who've been overwhelmed. It says, he who spared not his son, but delivered it up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely? <laughs> all. The last time I checked, all, it means the exception of none. Everything is included. Everything is included. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.